Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. There's nothing worse than thinking about somebody who goes out, does a hard day's work and 40 hours a week, you know, and gets handed just under 11 quid. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Anyway, a rise in the minimum wage to meet the soaring cost of living is being proposed under a new bill. The launch of the Living Wage Bill 2022, uh, the Labour Party leader, Ivana Bacic TD, said it would deliver a much-needed pay rise for workers in Ireland and deliver on the long-delayed commitment in the programme for government. She said, with the cost of living soaring and inflation at a 22-year high, Ireland needs a pay rise. The purpose of the new bill is aimed to amend the National Minimum Wage Act to provide a pathway to a living wage over three years and we're calling for an immediate government action to deliver this uh, Labour Party bill. Now there has been some opposition recently to an increase in the minimum wage from employers groups because of course they will suggest that if we increase the minimum wage, particularly in those smaller, small businesses, which probably 85% of the businesses in Ireland are small businesses that that is going to affect jobs in other words, if you have to pay staff more money, well then you can't afford to employ as many people. That is the argument against it I suppose I want to know what you think and you can text or WhatsApp right now on 87 but joining me on the line is Labour Party Senator and Spokesperson for Employment Maria Sherlock. Good afternoon to you, Maria. Good afternoon, Niall, and good afternoon to all your listeners. Now, I mean, look, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think there's nothing worse than thinking about somebody going out and, you know, I I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't go out and work 40 hours a week and be handed 400 quid or whatever it is at the end of the week into your hand. You would feel a little bit hard done by. So it's, it's near time we did this. But, and there always is a but, you know, you've got small employers out there who are, you know, basically every week they're kind of keeping the, the wolves away from the doors and they're saying this will cost jobs. So I think the first thing, Niall, to say is that, you know, if we, if we, if we remember the days uh, back in 2020 and 2021 during the height of the pandemic, you know, I think there was a, a commitment then, but right across the political system in this country, that uh, we needed to recognise and respect all workers, and in particular, low-paid workers. Like we saw how retail workers, how carers, uh, you know, home care support workers, how, you know, those uh, working in street cleaning, all, all those had to go out and effectively, um, uh, you know, put their lives and the health of their families on the line to go out and do their jobs. And, and, and I think there was a very real sense then that we need to ensure that coming out of this pandemic that that, that workers would would, would, would would be treated with dignity and respect in, in, in their work and would be Absolutely. paid accordingly. Yeah. And so what this bill is about really is making good the, the commitment and of course like I said what's the promise unless you actually back it up with actions um, a, a government commitment to introducing a living wage and now they talk about over over five years time but if you talk to any low income worker in this country like you know so many low income workers are obviously renting and we're seeing rent increases of I don't know I don't know how they're doing it with the greatest respect Maria I don't know how they're doing it and, and, and like you know, that's before we talk. And, and obviously, we're all aware of the the fuel increases. But like you know, we also food increases. There, 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 there's increases right across the board. And so it's really important that we look at how workers can actually survive here, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think for, for the, the, the 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 big issue here is that um, uh, you know, it, it's not just about the, uh, the 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 rate per hour 
but also the hours worked in a week. So when we talk about a living wage, I always prefer to talk about a living income, actually. Absolutely. I mean, there's no, look, there's nothing worse than thinking of somebody who's working, say, in a warehouse or in retail or in a restaurant, uh, because these are primarily the places where you will end up on minimum wage in that whole, in the hospitality sector, etc., etc. They would be the primary the drivers of the of the minimum wage. And um, what is it, 1070 at the moment, is it, for the minimum wage? And then, you know, at the end of your 40-hour week, you're handed just over 400 euro. I mean, really, it's an insult to people who have worked hard all week. To ha- and they're not going to have any quality of life whatsoever. Now, I know if they're married and they have children, they may get a family income supplement on top of that. But I mean, and I see exactly where you're coming from. But what about maybe the suggestion would be better to go back to what we did back in the 1980s when we had kind of, you know, the national wage agreements whereby people's wages followed the cost of living on a regular basis every year. And we had this agreement that every employer would increase the wages according, you know, to the increase in the cost of living. Would that not be a better way of dealing with this situation? So I think there's two things there. Firstly, it's important to say that Ireland has a particular issue with low pay. Ireland, one fifth of all workers in this country are classified as being in low pay. So, you know, we're, 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 we're very high up the list of EU member states with a very high share of, of, of low paid workers. And we need to fix that because, of course, we know that Ireland is, you know, by and large, a well-off country. And how is it that we can have nearly a quarter of all workers on low pay. I think the second thing is, you know, the Labour Party for some time now has been saying that Ireland, you know, and people in Ireland need a pay rise. And what does that mean? Well, it means both government and employers stepping up to the mark. Employers paying what, you know, what they can. And we know that some employers are doing very well. Some employers continue to, 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 to trade very profitably during the pandemic. Others less so. But, but uh, So we need employers to step up to the mark. But also we need government to look at the cost of living as well and that is in terms of ensuring that that government directly intervenes to ensure that houses are built as opposed to relying on the private sector we need to make good the the, the long-standing commitments with regards to free GP care like you know it's a little bit of a tangent here but this is related like we called back in 2020 for a right to sick pay for all workers in this country going to the doctor at the moment costs about 65 euros and you know I know it, people it, people it, it, are have a toss up between the, buying the weekly shop or going to the doctor well, and, that, well, and that shouldn't be the case well well, well, well well the interesting thing is you know the current government is saying that unless you have a doctor search right um, uh, you won't be able to access uh, 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 sick, sick pay, pay yeah. uh, and, and, and the big issue of course is that if you're a minimum wage worker you actually earn less than 65 euros per day even if you're working a full <laughs> day so, so there's a real issue there about access to free GP care and particularly no family should have to choose between sending their child to a GP or indeed as you say buying food or, 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 or So are you, are you suggesting as part of the launch of the Living Wage Bill 2022 are you also suggesting that you know other people who might be on say 15 or 16 or 17 quid an hour and they've seen an increase in their cost because we all live by our means of course and they've seen an increase in their cost of 6 to 8% uh, which is record levels over the last year which the government are failing miserably in trying to control at the moment and particularly in relation to the energy crisis mm. are you suggesting that everybody should be seeing you know a wage increase or everybody should be every employer should be encouraged to give a wage increase but not just encourage but bring in some sort of legislation and I come back once again to you and say and I don't know whether you remember it I don't, you're probably not as old as me I'm 58 but whether you remember go. I better not ask 
your age on the air. People get into <laughs> trouble for asking ages on the air lately. <laughs> but if you go back to the 1980s, one of my first jobs, I remember it clearly. It was, I was working in a record shop and I remember looking forward to every year. I think it was called the National Wage Agreement at yep. the time. And your wages went up, whatever it was, 2%, 3% per year in line with inflation. Why can't we do that? That seems such a logical thing to do. So we don't hit employers with a big increase, say, from, you know, 10.90 up to, say, 13 or 14 quid, say, for minimum wage. It goes up slowly with the cost of living. Why can't we, for everybody, why can't we do that? Well, I suppose, Niall, what you're talking about there is, is effectively a national wage agreement, right? And Ireland has had a long history of, of, of what we used to call a tripartite agreement or just social partnership. And what does that mean? It meant it was employers trade unions and government coming together to decide, um, a, a, you know, a, a pay increase for, for, for all, you know, wages increases for, for, for all workers. And that successfully, you know, was in Ireland for well over uh, 20, 25 years. But we saw that collapse during the, um, the recession, during the financial crash uh, 10 years ago. And I suppose, really, we haven't got back to those national wage agreements. Obviously, there's the public sector wage agreement, but there isn't that wage agreement across the private sector. And certainly, you know, we believe that there does need to be sectoral wage agreements. Like, you know, ultimately, you know, when I look at the lowest paid, you know, there is a real issue with regard, you know, that the, 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 the government came out a number of years ago and said, yes, we believe that unions and employers should come together in contract cleaning, security, retail, uh, hospitality, and a number of other low-wage sectors. Now, only two sectors have come together in terms of employers and trade unions, and that's contract cleaning and security, two of the lowest low-paid. But in hospitality, employers refuse to come to the table. And, 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 and I think it's important to say here, within our legislation and within the national minimum wage legislation, which goes back to 2000, there's a very clear provision that if an employer is unable to pay, that they can go to the WRC, prove that they're unable to pay, and then they would be exempted from having to meet the national minimum wage, or in the case of what we're talking about here, would be the okay. new minimum wage. I, I, and, and so I would defend any employer that if they're not able to, to pay, that, but, but the thing is they need to be able to prove it. And, and what we are seeing, though, is that you know, others are complaining about being o- unable to recruit, but the question has to be asked, what are they willing to to pay and I, I completely agree with you completely agree with the Labour Party uh, absolutely something has to be done because I, I think it's an insult to hand somebody 10, 10 euro 70 an hour uh, for a hard day's work or a hard week's work should I say but here's the thing to take sorry 10.50 to take I suppose to take the the strain out of this for the employer so they won't keep arguing which in the Small Firms Association who are calling this a blunt, blunt instrument is there a possibility then that to offset this in some way so the government can kind of step in a little bit and avoid uh, you know unnecessary unemployment in relation to it and hopefully that doesn't happen but that maybe employers um, uh, PRSI uh, contributions of 12% currently at the moment could be reduced somewhat to kind of offset that for the employer to some degree to help them to pay that extra money. Yeah, and look, you know, I, I hear those arguments. I, 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 I think, Niall, you know, when, when you get into tax cuts or cuts to social insurance, right, it's applied to everybody. So then people who need those cuts and those who less need those cuts get them. I would prefer to, insure, to, to, to see the state putting money into services, public services. And what I mean by, you know, public service is a very broad term. What do I mean by that, right? It's to ensure that families don't have to worry about, you know, the cost of going back to school in September in terms of school books and uniforms, right? School books in particular, right? That they don't have to worry about the cost of going to the GP. And, and, and indeed, in terms of public transport, and we very much welcome 
the you know the fifty percent reduction in, in in public transport costs that were introduced on Monday, but we believe the state can go further um, in terms of ensuring that people are greater incentivized towards taking public transport. If of course it's available in their area, and not every area will have you know. A, I know they're screaming at you now on the radio. That people no, in rural no, Ireland. No, no. Well, well, listen. I grew up in a very rural area myself, right? No, yeah. I went to school, mm. but like I said, but you know, and and, and and I live in an urban area now. And I have the bike, and I have a car outside as well. So I completely get oh, well, that. That'll, that'll keep you fit anyway. But look, I, I need I need to just get to something very quickly. And I think in relation to that, let's settle that and put that to bed. I think most people would agree in principle with the idea that people shouldn't be earning such little amount of money for a hard week's work. And I think everybody agrees with that. I think most people would agree that we all should be getting a little bit extra. It's probably years, particularly in the private sector. It's been years since people got a rise, and they deserve it. And the cost of living has gone up historically. It's it's incredible how much it's going up at the moment but I want to get to something else very briefly just before I let you go and I'm sorry if I catch you on the hop here but I'm looking at a story in the in extra.ie doctors back calls to ban baby formula ads and uh, the Irish College of uh, General Practitioners has given their public support to a proposed ta- uh, ba- uh, tabled, ban tabled in the Shannon to end online marketing of baby formula. Now this of course Maria is to encourage breastfeeding and I couldn't agree more that we need to encourage women to breastfeed sadly there are women who can't breastfeed or maybe they just don't want to and that's fine too but we have a very low rate of breastfeeding but is you know is it the right thing to do to ban the online marketing for baby formulas when people are using them anyway and there is a demand there for them too yeah so i i i think the first thing to say is that i absolutely defend anybody's right to to, to decide how they want to feed their baby Um, whether it's to breastfeed or whether it's uh, through uh, infant formula from, from day one of when a, a baby is born. But I think, um, I feel very strongly though that we need to protect families um, and pregnant women from, uh, you know, what I see as an exploitative and aggressing, aggressive marketing tactic um, of targeting uh, women and families with ads on infant formula um, from even d- during when they're pregnant any of your listeners who are pregnant at the moment from the minute you google pregnancy um, you'll see yeah you'll see that for going out yeah yeah flying up and so the thing is you know this is about ensuring that there is a level playing field we don't um, you know uh, have situations where other than Panadol I don't think any other medication in this country is is is, 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 is advertised so this is not bad it's not, it's not really a medication is it Maria no, I mean no, it's no, a food no. No, well, well, yeah. well, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a food backed by a lot of science, and and this is the claim that it's, you know, that it's, it's reliant on how many years of, of 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 research into breastfeeding. But I think the key issue here is that this is not about preventing anybody from accessing the product. This is about ensuring that we prevent, um, you know, effectively aggressive marketing tactics that are purely driven by profit. And do you think, and do you think... Health interest. Okay, Marie, and, and Marie... I think it's important, Niall, to say, yeah, okay, right, go on, go on. because people ask me, well, you know, is this going to fix the, the, the breastfeeding, the low rates of breastfeeding in this country? Of course not. This is a tiny, tiny part of an overall initiative to how we need to impre- improve breastfeeding rates in this country. The reality is by the time a baby turns six months, only about 15% of babies are being breastfed. And look, you know, that's for a whole variety of, 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 of reasons. And again, people are absolutely within their rights. Okay, so you, your, your argument that. is, look, if a mother's going to use formula milk, she'll go and seek it out anyway. She doesn't exactly. need it. doesn't need advertising, right? Exactly. But, it, but in saying that, 
will it really make any difference whatsoever? Because I don't believe, you know, a pregnant mother at, say, eight months pregnant is looking on the line and she goes and looks at the story. Ironically enough, actually, when I, I search for the story, the first thing that came up was uh, pre- uh, baby formula. But uh, ironically, what I'm saying is she's not going to look at an ad and go, oh, I don't think I'll bother breastfeeding after all. There's a great ad for bre- breastfeeding, you know, for milk or whatever it is for baby food. I don't believe that 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 would happen. I think women would make up their mind either way. I don't think it, it says here that it undermines their confidence. I don't believe it would undermine their confidence and their ability to successfully yeah. breastfeed. Okay, well, well can, can I give you just as, 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 as somebody, you know, as, as, you know, I had my first child eight years ago and, and, and uh, you know, the uncertainty and the lack of confidence in those early days of trying to breastfeed a baby was enormous. And it was only for the support that I had around me that I kept going. Mm. Um, but the thing is, uh, you know, we know that in certain hospitals uh, in this country, um, that, uh, that 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 formula is, is, is offered when a woman is struggling to try and breastfeed, right? And it's because she's not getting the access to support. So I do think there is, um, you know, like... Anybody with a newborn can relate to this. There's a sense of, oh my God, what am I doing here? But you know, or what am I going to do with the small thing? You know, I didn't get a book. you know, and the thing, and, any, and even if you've read all the books, still, you know, there is that 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 uncertainty and that lack of confidence, and 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 and, and knowing that the baby will be fed via formula is a very powerful message, right? As opposed to unsure of what's actually coming from a mother's breast. So okay. I think the thing is, you know. You, there has been, you know, extensive research undertaken by both UNICEF and the World Health Organization to demonstrate that uh, that that online marketing and indeed broadcast marketing of uh, infant formula does undermine families' confidence in their own abilities to feed their child. And and and, and I think we need to be able to push back. Okay. I, and, that. and by the way, if you're saying the research is there, the research is there. I don't think it'll do any harm to, to ban it. Uh, I don't think it would do any damage. The only damage it'll do is probably to the, the companies that make this product and they won't be very pleased about it. But listen, I don't think many people care too much about that. Uh, listen, thank you very much. And I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, Marie Sherlock, thank you very much. Thank you, Niall. Uh, OK, well, there you go. I think most people would agree that we all need more money and Labour Party Senator and Spokesperson for Employment Marie Sherlock believes we need more money and that's why they're launching the Living Wage Bill 2022. Now, that will bring you up to about whatever it is, that just under €13 Euro for minimum wage. But realistically, is that enough? I would suggest that it's probably not. Um, you know, I've changed my view over the years in relation to minimum wage. And I've always been the person that initially said, well, look, if that's the job that you took, that's the job you took, get a different job if you're not happy with the wage. But in saying that, employers are getting away lightly. And I'm sorry, if you're an employer and you're paying somebody, you know, the minimum wage, and they're doing a hard day's work, they're not just somebody sitting on their bottom all day doing nothing. I think you should be ashamed of yourself. I really do believe, particularly if you're making a profit, right? If you're not making a profit and you're struggling, I get you. I get you, maybe. But if you were making a decent profit, like, for example, if you're working in a job at the moment and you're on a minimum wage of 10.50 and your employer, let's say it's a small business that employs six or seven people, and your employer is arriving to work in a brand new Mercedes and going on three holidays a year, they should be ashamed of themselves. Because that's, I'm not being anti-capitalist at all. I'm Look, I'm very pro-capitalist, by the way. If people are successful in business, they deserve any, every penny I get. Although I question Elon Musk at my times and the amount of money he has. Whether that's even moral. But in saying that, there's something very unfair about paying people a ridiculously low amount of money. They should be paying you more. I believe 15 quid should be the minimum wage. 
So I'm asking you a question. Getting back to the living wage. Does 12.80 even go far enough? Should it be raised to 15 euro? Or maybe you're a small business owner and you believe this could actually bankrupt you. That you, could, you couldn't hire enough people on that kind of money. Because it does make a bit of a difference to the overall weekly budget, doesn't it? Because you might have a budget for six staff based on 10.50. If you have to pay 15 quid, well, then you're going to have to drop one of the staff, maybe, if you can't, if you're not making any money. And I get that. That's why it is suggesting, Marie, that the revenue could help out by reducing employers' PRSI. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you believe minimum wage? This is my suggestion, not labour. They're saying 12.80, just under 13 euro. Firstly, by the way, I believe you all deserve a rise. I believe everybody deserves a rise. Most of us haven't got one. Public sector got some rises recently. Most private sector haven't got a rise in the last 10 years. We all deserve a rise. You should all stand up to your employers and walk into them today and say, listen, I want more money. You know, the cost of living has gone up between 6 and 8%. How am I supposed to live in this amount of money? How am I supposed to keep paying me bills? Walk into your employer today and say it to them. If we all did it at the same time, there's nothing they could do about it. Anyway... 15 quid an hour minimum wage. Would you think it's a good idea? Yes. Or no, you think it's a bad idea that, you know, maybe you're an employer and it'll do an awful lot of damage. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. The days of working for 10.50 must be gone. They have to be gone. Come on, Irish people. It's time to stand up. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was doing a podcast yesterday with somebody. And I was talking about what I noticed that was different about Irish people. And I've noticed a huge change in Irish people over the last four or five years that we don't stand up for our rights anymore. We stopped COVID, put pay to all that. Like this one here. I'm a 47-year-old woman working in a preschool setting. I love what I do. I love the children. But my God, it's hard to work, especially for 10, 50 an hour. Absolutely. And the people who are paying you the 10, 15 hours should be ashamed of themselves. But I understand that maybe they're cutting their cloth as well. And maybe the government need to give them better funding and incentives to pay you more money. It's ridiculous that you're being paid 10, 15 hours for doing a hard day's work. Absolutely criminal. Hi, Niall. The real problem with the minimum wage is not so much your small businesses. It's your massive conglomerates, your big corporates like Tesco's and the, the supermarkets who put people on minimum wage and yet their profits go offshore and of course they've got access to all the grants and everything else when they're expanding the businesses so it's actually it's the corporate machinery that's keeping the minimum wage as it is at the moment and as I say they take their profits offshore so that's where the problem lies because the taxpayer ends up paying people the income support supplements just to keep these big businesses going there you are that's my two penneth yeah thanks for your two pennies worth let's have another listen to another one Niall the biggest problem we have in this country is that all everything is going up carbon tax the whole lot all our uh, our fuel to travel is all gone up everything has gone up but our wages aren't gone up and for the lower paid lower paid staff in retail and in hospitality they're all, they all have bills, they have to, to do this. So what's going to end up happening is that they can't afford to work any longer and they will all end up in the door queue anyway, regardless if, if the business closes down because they have to increase the wages. It's, it's going to be a vicious circle. Mm-hmm. Something has to give in this country. Um, so whether it's our government step in and subsidise the small businesses to help support the staff, I don't know. But someone's going to have to do something because everyone in the, is, in the, is on the breadline at the moment. I'll just take one more message and then I want to go to Susan as well. We'll just take one more if we can. Hold on. Let me play this one for you here. Yeah. Well, it's all well and good and putting up the minimum wage. 
it just means that everybody's going to get taxed tomorrow. So really, taxman will be the one that'll be benefiting again. I thought it was great after getting a raise, and I, it seems I lose out on an extra 20 euros because I'm on a higher tax bracket. It's a joke, this country. That's why I can't even do any overtime on a Saturday, because if I do any overtime on a Saturday, it's a waste of time. I spend more money on diesel getting into work. Love, love the show. Yeah, I think if you're at that point, now that wouldn't be if you were on minimum wage, but I think if you're on about 14 or 15 and you took a rise, you'd end up into a new tax bracket. I get what you're talking about. You'd end up with less money. Susan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Susan? Hi, Niall. Good. Now, you have a story about your daughter in relation to your daughter. What happened? Yeah, that's it. My daughter turned 20 this month, and her boss, she's been working since before Christmas, and he has around the nine euro, whatever the extra bit is, an hour. Oh, for the younger person? For the under 18s, yeah. Well, she was she was nineteen when she started. Yeah, yeah. And he was paying her the nine euro or something, whatever the balance is. But he had her training another girl who's a year younger than her, and she's on the ten euro something now. Well, that doesn't make now, any sense. This guy can go away on holidays two and three times a year. He's not strapped for cash. It's a small business he runs. He's well able to pay his other staff, and she works long hours. And like that. I do think the minimum should be 15 because even the young are struggling with, you know, what they earn an hour and what, you know, for, you know. But, but if he's paying her less, like, okay, yeah. the minimum wage at the moment is 10.50 for her age, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're under 18, the minimum wage is nine something or it's a little bit less, right? And if yeah. you're under, uh, I think obviously you have to be 16 to work legally, right? Yeah. But, but if he's paying her less than the minimum wage, that's illegal. I know, I'm fuming, and she won't let me um, tackle him on it. She feels that it would make a baby of her, because she wants to be the grown-up, and she can handle herself, but... But he's exploiting... If somebody, if anybody is paying somebody less than minimum wage, it's illegal, and you're exploiting people. Well, and he has a really good, stable business. It's well-known and that, you know, but it's a small business. But And again, the girl she's training in to do certain jobs that she started doing, she gets more than my daughter. Oh, that's now. ridiculous. So there's something not right there. Yeah, well, if if it was my daughter, I would yeah. probably just recommend she be leaving that business anyway. But in saying that, yeah. you know, she maybe she likes the job and you know, or enjoys the job or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but well, it's it, her first. It's her first job. And yeah. she's doing college and she does this part time as well. So I, I, and he's living in Dublin. No, in Bray. Okay, but what I'm saying is, well, you're not far from Dublin. Uh, I mean, there's lots of jobs now at the moment. And and I'm saying this with respect to Susan because I completely agree with everything you're saying. She is being taken advantage of. But, I mean, for her age group, there's plenty of part-time jobs out there where she'll get more than that if she she shops around. She's, it's, um, um... don't say no, don't say the type of job it is because I don't want yeah, to identify well, the job. It's a, it's a career job, if you understand. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, she's yeah. getting work experience as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, as I say, I do think. I mean, I, I have another son. He's in his twenties, and like the minimum wage, he's not living at home at the minute, and like it's a struggle for him. Like another caller said, either he gets some shopping in or does some stuff, and even. The idea of going to the doctor when he's not well is a huge stress. Of course. Well, if you're only on minimum wage and you have to pay 65 quid to go to the doctor, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a chunk of your wages gone, isn't it? It's 100 euro if you go to the doctor at night. Okay. That's before they, they, won't, they ring you and ask you uh, what your symptoms are. 
and if you're going over, you need to pay yeah. them before they see you. It's it's just, everything's crazy. And the same if you want to go down to the hospital day, you need another €100 Euro if you want to go down there. Well, yeah. l- well listen, I, I hope your daughter gets sorted out. My advice, I know she, you're saying it's part of her career, so it's obviously suitable for her to do that, but there might be something else closer by or close by that she could do. But my advice would be to get out of that situation, that the individual that's doing that, that's paying her that money, is exploiting her. And it is illegal to pay people under the minimum wage if indeed, Susan, that is the case and he's doing that, or she, or whoever it happens to be. Uh, all right, thank you, Susan. Let me go to Jay. Jay, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jay? How are you, Niall? Good afternoon. I'm shocked to hear there's still employers out there exploiting people and doing... Now, and they get away with it, by the way. They do get away with it. So why are you shocked, now? It's been going on forever in the day. Yeah, I know. I know, mig- I know migrants get taken advantage of, of yeah, course, because... Take advantage of the week, yeah, because they're not registered or whatever. You know, they're getting cash on their yeah. hand and all that kind of carry yeah. on. But um, I mean, if you're going through the books, you have to be getting the minimum wage. It's oh, illegal otherwise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's no force in this country. We all know that. Yeah. All these fellas know somebody who knows somebody who knows a good accountant. You know, that's the way they've always worked in this country. But as I said, Jay, I'm not anti-capitalist, and, and you know that. But there's nothing worse than seeing, say, somebody who has seven or eight people working for them, right? And they're arriving in in a Mercedes every day, brand new, and they're going on three holidays a year with their lovely family, and their yeah. kids are going to private schools. Get into, get into this industry, I mean, and that's that's. The, and, and yet they pay their workers minimum yeah. wage. That's the running joke in this industry. They'll always spend it. There's no money in transport. They're arriving in their brand new Range Rover, and they're with their six brand new trucks. There's no money in trucks, but yet they're always buying them. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you know, they're going to have to do something because at the end of the week, at the end of the day, if you come to the end of the week. You're looking at your pay packet and you're either down or up and you're having to start the next week's right, walk. There's something wrong somewhere. But, I mean, it's it's only a certain class of us. It's yeah. This middle, middle ground. Anybody on over 75,000, as we all know, gets special tax status in this country. Right? I mean, something like 30% or something of what the end You don't have to pay tax on it. It's mad. Mm. Uh, Richard Boy Barrett, I think, was the one who exposed that. It seems to go very quiet, though. The mainstream uh, RT media don't seem to want to publicise that. Uh, the social welfare people, they've got used to a life like that. I mean, they're actually on more than I am. Yeah. When you think of it. But us in the middle, they don't care. Well, there's we're no re- well, there's no real it's encouragement. Because we're not rich. It's because we're not rich and we're not poor. But we're just- but I mean, there's no real encouragement to work. Jay, you've a litany of children. Yeah, <laughs> and we've talked yeah. about, and and you're married, and you you know you've a, you've a whatever it is, rent or mortgage pay or whatever it is you're paying. Yeah. Uh, you'd be better off, and we discussed this in the air. We yeah. worked it out. You'd be better. I know you're not married, but you should make a decent money. Well, I'll, I'll get it by this year, can't you? I, okay, okay. But what is it? You would be better. We worked <laughs> it out in the air. You'd be better off unemployed yeah, financially. I would be. With all the benefits I'd be entitled to, if you added up everything, and that's, you know, that way. I and that, but that's it. wrong. That's not the way society should work. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. No. And I won't get anything because I'm just over the threshold of everything. I'm entitled to nothing. So I don't get the medical care. I don't get any of the benefits of anything. I'm just that couple of cents, a euro here and a euro there. And as I've always said, yeah, even at the protest, Every time they had a couple of pence on, people say, it's only a couple of pence, it's only a couple of pence, it's only the price of a bottle of milk, it's only the price. Well, guess what? So many bottles of milk add up to a crate of milk. Mm-hmm. You know, pennies add up to pounds, pounds that add up to notes. 
you know, but where if I was to... Okay, but so we're getting back to the minimum wage. We're kind of off on a tangent a little bit. The minimum wage, do you believe it should be increased? Yeah, like, to what? To 13 and what Labour Party is suggesting? Well, just under 13. Somewhere between there and 15. I mean, the, the German supermarkets have came in and done a great job. They, they offer yeah, IKEA the as well. IKEA do it. A living yeah. wage. So why can't their own homegrown company seem, you know, do it? That's what our lads there said. The big, there's an awful lot of big companies in this country that don't pay good. You know, and, and they do ship their profits off. I mean, somewhere between 13 and 15 wouldn't be bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, we know they've made a lot of profits during the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of people who had money and could work from home didn't get furloughed, were still on their full pay packets and couldn't spend money. Where people in manual industries like this and, and the service industries, a lot of them got their wages slashed. You know? so, well, 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 stay there for a second. Stay there for a second. Paul, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Stay doing, Paul. I too bad. Good. Now, Paul, you're on €12 Euro an hour, so it's just above the minimum, slightly above the minimum wage. Yeah. Okay. And can I ask what you do for a living? Not where you work, but what you do for a living? I work in a student accommodation. All right, okay. Um, so it's a massive role. Okay. I deal with a lot of students, so the workload, the administration is big. Okay. Um, management have been approached a couple of times about giving us a pay rise, but we're met with the answers. Like, we don't have it. Um, now, this company has multiple businesses across Ireland. And are they, the are they state so, funded, by the way? Uh, uh, private. Okay, okay, all right, okay. It's um, okay. So the revenue coming into the company is massive, um, especially what they charge per room. Um, so this is what we're met with, and then the attitude from managers as well. If you don't like, you know where the door is. So. Yep. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's the sad really part like about it, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like, you can get a job um, somewhere else. Well, I've been trying, Um you know, I'm not successful at the moment, but so I have no choice to stay with this company. And it um, must be very disheartening when you do your 40-hour week. Are you doing a 40-hour week? Are you part-time or full-time? I'm full-time, 40-hour okay, so, week, but yeah. we're on a five-over-seven-day contract. Um, so basically, if I work the weekend, I don't get paid any premiums on a Sunday, and the following week I'm made work a 10-hour shift yeah. in four days in a row. If you're working in the public sector there, you'll be getting all sorts of allowances for working at the weekend and antisocial hours and all sorts of things. Anyway, mm. but so you get, it doesn't matter what days you work, you get the same amount of money? Yep. Okay, so, um, so that must be disheartening when you look at your wage packet, uh, you know, uh-huh. on a Friday and your whatever it is or at the end of the month and you see that essentially it's €12 Euro an hour, which is roughly, what, 440 quid a week or whatever it is after PRSI and whatever PRSI yeah, you have to be. There yeah. wouldn't be much too much tax on that, I imagine. Um, well, that's what they'll pay, you know, you have to commute as well to work. Yeah. And then that's what they'll pay your bills and then your rent and everything. Ah, I don't, I, I, Paul, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how don't know you're how surviving. I'm doing it here, you know, um, but it is shocking, like the state of this country, that it, it that you know the government are able to raise everything up and not raise the wage. So I think the the wages should be brought up to a minimum of fourteen to fifteen euro an hour. There's people um, at home doing nothing who probably have a better lifestyle than you. Mm, you do. I, I look at them every day. Well, now. you see, look, that's that's people's choice as well. And then some people unfortunately cannot work due to certain circumstances. I go getting out and going to work in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I think we should kind of get a bit more, a bit more kind of gratitude, or give a bit more gratitude for, you know, especially when you work hard, you know. Yeah, well, um, I think 15 is the minimum anybody should get. I think at I my age and my experience, I should be on that by now. Absolutely. You know, but, Absolutely. but employers don't see it that way. They just want their work done and that's it. And it's a very bad attitude, you know. And then there's people in my company that's still under probation. They haven't got a leg to stand on, you know. 
Yeah, I so, think the law should change around probation periods too in this country. You well, know, but the pro- current probation unfair. period, well, it depends on the company, six, six months, but legally speaking, you don't have a leg to stand on unless you're there a year. Yeah. They it, can get rid of any company can get rid of you within a year if yeah, because look, you're not entitled to anything. See, this really. is what's happening with companies like these accommodations and all. They'll sack you after a year and they'll get someone else in and give them the lower wage. You know, this yeah. is this is why you're the big turnovers and the staff and these types of company they don't want to pay the higher yeah, because wages, they don't no. want you to get into a position where you have rights exactly yeah. how long are you there Paul? I'm there now um, nine months okay well, um, so I'm trying to get out and move on over there now yeah well Paul I have to be honest do you, do you actually do you like the job? I love the role of the job okay. I, I you know customer service and um, I, I enjoy doing that's what I do yeah, um, and, and meeting, dealing time. with people yeah but yeah. it's become now it's not appreciated where I am so no. it's time to move on and you know what you're 100% right Paul there's nothing worse than working somewhere where you know you're not appreciated no. you know because you want to in, everybody should be in a position where you enjoy your job and when I say enjoy it some jobs are a little bit more difficult than others I get that but enjoy your job but also that you're appreciated. No matter how difficult your job could be, you must be appreciated. If you're not but being no. appreciated, there's no point in being there. Sorry, Sorry yeah, no. Jay. Go ahead. We, we, we don't live in that society anymore. People are entitled to everything and people want it now and people look down on their noses. Nobody wants to work with their hands anymore. Everybody What's, wants to work. Mm. Everybody wants to work with computers and earn millions of monies and sit and play pool all day. No, I have to go now. I'm about to load a truck. I'm so sorry about this. Yeah, to earn your money. Okay, James. Yeah. <laughs> have a good day, Pat. <laughs> all right, you too, Jay. Uh, Paul, I think it's a sad place we've got to in Ireland. I've said it. I've watched it. I, you know, I, I'm doing this kind of 25 years, but in this radio station, I was literally here 12 years yesterday. And over the last 12 years talking to people, I have watched slowly but surely Irish people become subservient and this is not what Irish people do we were great for getting out there and demanding you know our rights and we've seen a situation where the minimum wage has pretty much remained bad over the last 10 or 15 years you know what I mean and it's just appalling I mean at this stage minimum wage should be up around 15 euro you know we should all be getting wage increases most people in the private sector haven't got a pay rise in over 10 years no, and I think it should be down to whether it's a person's experience too. You know, I've got 10 plus years experience Absolutely. working in customer service, so I think I should Absolutely. even a little bit more. It's okay for someone coming in as an amateur that kind of just left school Paul, if they get 24k per I've, year. I've, I have to go into a break now in 10 seconds, but I'll tell you what, Paul, today is the day for you, right? So I think you have accepted today that you're underappreciated. And I think what yeah. you should do tonight when you go home is look online, write out a million CVs and start sending them out and go somewhere where you're appreciated. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying give up. That's looking for customer service, I'm your man. If anybody's looking for a good customer service man who has plenty <laughs> years of experience, he's just looking for a bit more than minimum wage, for God's sake. <laughs> and he's willing to do the graft. He sounds like a hard-working man. Let us yeah, know. That's it. All right. Thanks very much, Paul. Oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. You can contact us here. We'll pass it on to Paul. By the way, if you're looking for somebody good, I mean the man sounds like he really wants to work hard. He just wants to be appreciated. Richie says one single full time salary should be enough to buy a house and raise an average family. A second breadwinner or climbing the corporate ladder should be extra for the family. This should be the price of doing business in this country. If they can't afford to pay the salary, then they can't afford to do the business. Simples. Let me go to Sharon. Good point. Sharon, you're Nile's class of kids. How are you doing, Sharon? Hi, Nile. How are you? Good. I mean, the minimum wage, uh, look, it is, it's upsetting to hear people working hard for that amount of money. 
Um, a hundred percent. Um, there's a lot of alternatives. I don't know if you want me to discuss any of those. Yeah. That, uh, okay, go ahead. Consideration. Uh, for example, um, the JLC rates. I don't know if they're going around still. Where you'd be incentivized the company to have somebody in training, but they'd also get a supplement from social welfare. Now, the odd thing is, I don't know if people know that the waiting in Dublin and Cork, for whatever reason, was much higher than the rest of the country. Okay. But if the government were to cap um, an annual salary, but everybody could still receive their social welfare payment, then they could go through career progression. The following year, then they'd be off social. What happens now, there's no incentive. If somebody's getting their 208, whatever, a week, if they even work one hour a day, that's considered a day, and they lose fifth of their payments. Okay, well, I, well, I have said this for years. We should move to a similar yeah. situation in the UK to like a, what they call universal social credits, whereby, yes. you know, the more you earn, the less you get on social welfare. Yes, yeah. 100%. It's easily means-tested. I mean, during COVID, for example, a lot of people were worse off because people got mortgage breaks with the... It was being led to believe that they wouldn't pay interest, for example, wouldn't be penalised. A lot of people, like I myself, are paying 120 more a week. I yep. needed to get a mortgage break because I, I was in hospitality. I was long term unemployed. And on that with hospitality, where was the incentive? We couldn't get staff. We had to take on 16 and 17 year olds, which within the service industry are restricted, for example, with the service of alcohol unless they're supervised. But what, okay, so just, just, just very quickly, Sharon, yeah? in relation to the point Richie just made by text. If you can't yes. operate a business and pay people a reasonable wage, and let's be clear, I think we all agree, ten fifty an hour is not a reasonable wage anymore. Not living in Ireland. No. Ireland is no. one, I mean, by 2026, they reckon Ireland could be one of the most expensive countries in the world to live in, right? Yes. The way, at the rate things are, in the, the rate inflation is going. Now, as it is, we're the most, one of the most expensive countries, uh, bar one, to live in Europe. So realistically, yes. ten fifty doesn't cut the it does just doesn't cut the mustard anymore. So if you can't afford to do business or you can't afford to employ people on a reasonable amount of money, let's say thirteen to fifteen quid somewhere, I don't know. Well, then you shouldn't be in business. Is that is that not a fair assumption? It is, but then give consideration to the amount of companies that were given tax breaks and incentives outside of the country, non-Irish companies. You know, only for. You know, why aren't they doing that for, for companies, for smaller to medium businesses? We know the large corporations are looked after. We know a lot of the American companies, and I say American because a lot of the medical device companies, um, now we have fantastic medical device companies in our, own, in our own country, but they're doing it for themselves literally. They're not getting as many tax breaks or tax incentives, or even on the rates. I mean, our rates are chronic. Before you even touch your product or touch your service, rates, insurance, you know yourself, everything, the cost of that alone and your utilities... Your and, I, and I couldn't agree with you more because I had a business going back in 2007 and I remember 2009, uh, they readjusted the whatever it was called, you know, for the rates and it doubled. And I know for most people in around yeah. 2010, in the middle of the recession, they doubled the rates everywhere, which was ridiculous. But Sharon, just one more point because I have 30 seconds. And I mentioned it earlier on, if you see an employer and he's driving or she's driving a brand new Mercedes and going on four holidays a year, but paying his small amount of staff 10 50 an hour I find that despicable yes but that person built up business I mean I, I'd be very passionate about um, um, a non-class system so to speak if we're, if we're going to consider it class but then isn't that down to the government because if somebody's running a company and they're told this is the minimum wage they're going to pay the minimum wage 
Well, you, you, well, you've got a good point, and I'm sorry I've run out of time, Sharon. I couldn't give you more time. I would like to discuss it more with you. But you are right. It is down to government. And Labour have the reason we're talking about is they proposed that they increase it to just under €13. Euro. Let me know what you think. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.